Welcome back to the DNA Pest Control Podcast. Aaron, Mr. Sick Man over there. Stop. How you doing? I'm feeling better. <laughs> You're feeling better. I'm feeling a lot better. You say that every day. I've given I've given up on saying I, I never get sick. Because every time I say that, I just... <laughs> it's it, worse. I know. I, I got to stop pressuring you. I'm just, I know. I'm bringing it on to, into your life. I do feel sickness. much better, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. And at least I have my voice back. Yeah, that's right. That was, it came and went. It was weird. Worked out just fine. Yeah. So today is fun. It's exciting. I love talking about this stuff. But also, before we get into the episode, remember, the launch is live. Go check out the new design, the new logo. Uh, it's really awesome. You guys are going to love it. Go check out the website. So there's a little, there's there's some new stuff on the website. Uh, should we cover it right now? We can cover it right now. Yeah, we talk a little bit about it. Let's talk about it. So you can go on the website. Um, if you've been on the website, uh, the new website is a lot different. So you can go on there. You can actually uh, message us through there as well, just like on Instagram. But there is a section uh, for guests. Mm-hmm. There's actually a section for sponsorships and partnerships as well. Um, so if anyone out there is interested in that, uh, we are going to be very authentic with this just for the listeners out there. Um, whoever we uh, partner up with uh, or even have a sponsorship, it's going to be somebody that we use. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that we know and understand. Um, and I want to stick to that pretty well because I don't want to push something. You see it a lot where people get bought. I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, I think it will be really good to actually stick authentically to what we know and what we know works. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you guys our honest opinion just like we have been for the past three years, mm-hmm. you know, so, and it's going to stay that way. Uh, you're also going to have a section on there to see us. So get to know a little bit about my story, uh, Aaron's story, and then also my wife who's helping out. Um, so anybody who joins the team, we're going to throw that up there on the website as well. And so you're going to start to see that um, rack up. Uh, gear will be available if you guys want to check it out. Uh, that's going to be coming soon. Uh, and we'll start posting some pictures and show you guys the new logo um, with the hats and shirts and things like that. So it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A ton of fun. It's going to be really cool. So go check it out. Go check out the website. Go check out the Instagram. Uh, and remember, you can always be a guest too. So always hit us up with questions. Um, we are doing a Q&A every month now at the end of the month. So it's a new month. Got to hit us up. Got to yes, let us know. Q&A. So that's kind of the cool thing with the new launch and the new stuff coming out. Did I cover everything? I think so. We're still doing the Q&A like portal right on the website, right? So people can ask questions directly there. Obviously, they can reach out to us on like Instagram, things like that. But Yes. So there okay. is going to be a tab. So at the top or under the menu bar, you can actually go and find the Q&A section and send us a message through there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So anybody who does have any questions, um, don't hesitate to ask. I mean, we're here to answer mm-hmm. um, to the best of our knowledge. And if we can't answer it or we don't know, um, we're going to find a specialist who does and get them on and have them answer that question. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So now let's get into let's get into it. Yeah, the good stuff. The good stuff. So today is a fun one. It's an interesting one because 
we've been going through it. We've been seeing it. And I've been seeing the importance of a lot of things that a lot of people actually are very open about, but no one does. And for whatever reason, we ignore it. You know, you were talking to a guy um, about his business and and we're going to cover a few different things in this mm-hmm. episode. It is going to be focused on business, not necessarily tech work. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, he talked about being a newer owner. He was about two years in and he was running into a lot of people issues, mm-hmm. right? What did he say? It was along the lines of, I can't get, you know, even as talented the people I'm bringing on, it's, I don't know if it was the vision or they're not working to the standard that I'm expecting of them. Right. I can't hold them to the account. I can't hold them accountable as much as I hold myself accountable. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind and of the message I got. Yeah. And, and so we talked a little bit about that and the problem I think he's running into and what a lot of companies run into and even what I was running into you know, a big thing is time when mm-hmm. you start a business. You know, I've talked about it before. Time is so crucial. And usually when you start, most owners are techs, mm-hmm. right? Of course. You don't get an owner who's typically not a technician unless he's trying to start something or invest in something or they just bought a company. Just throwing right? tons of money at it. But majority of owners who start, majority of these pest control companies, it's they're the technician. Mm-hmm. They're jumping in it. They're the tech. And so all their time is actually spent out in the field and in a vehicle, not actually on the business. They're just working in the business, mm-hmm. just trying to make it survive and float. And so the problem is, and I've seen it, and now I've learned from mistakes and past mistakes, is structure is everything. Mm-hmm. You create those boundaries. We've seen it with new technicians who come on. The new technicians that have that structure and those boundaries put around them just go out and get the job done. Yep. They do the work, they do it well, they go home, they clock out, they do, you know, they they follow those lines. You go to previous technicians and they didn't have boundaries around them. So what did they do? They didn't work very well. They showed up late. They complained. They bitched. They moaned. Mm -hmm. They cried. They complained and complained and complained. Yeah, biggest one I saw was job slip. Big one is job slip. You know, or it's like it's, I can route this better than the office people can. Uh Uh-huh. Thinking of all these crazy things that is not part of their job description, right? Yes. And that's, that is a huge thing. That's a big problem but it's because those boundaries are not placed on people, Mm -hmm. you know? And when those boundaries aren't placed, you don't get someone who works hard. You don't get someone who's going to work as hard as you. And to be honest, you know, as an owner, he's blind. He's blind to this fact. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what it is. He doesn't do the best job either. So as much as he wants to say, well, I hire someone and they don't do as good of a job. No, no, no. You're just more crucial on what they're doing because you wouldn't do a good job either. Okay. In some cases. Yeah. Right? So I look at it as I go out and I do uh, tech work Mm -hmm. in a certain situation. 
I may do really, really well. I may do better than everybody mm-hmm. in that situation. Now you go into the situation with answering phones or getting back to emails and responding to people. There's way better people out there than me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, so when somebody says that I, I say, no BS, you're not doing everything mm-hmm. to the best of your ability. I bet you could hire someone who's going to destroy you in some stuff. Yeah. And they're going to put way more effort into it. Even if they don't even enjoy it as much as you, mm-hmm. I bet you they'll do better than you. Yeah. You know, so I see it too. Cause with me, I can't say I do everything better than everybody. Mm-hmm. I know how to find a lot of mistakes a lot of people do. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it better. That's a good point. I can just see their flaws and I can find their mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're probably still going to do it better than me. But the things that I'm going to do better than them, I know I'm going to do better. You know, and there's only a few things outside of that. No, they're probably doing way better than me. Sure. You sure. know, but it's creating those, those barriers, you know, around those people. It's creating those systems. Exactly. You know, so I, I see that with, with that case is, is you hire somebody, but did you put that barrier around them? Mm-hmm. Did you say, this is what your job title is? This is what you're doing. And this is what you need to focus on. And that's it. We see it with the new guy in the office. Mm-hmm. I, we were very upfront with him in the very beginning. You do this, you're fired. You do that, you're fired. You fall below this, you're fired. Yeah. I was trying to scare him. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. yeah. And, but I wanted it, I wanted it to be that way because it's, I want you to come in and I want you to succeed, mm-hmm. but I want you to come in and succeed in what we're hiring you to do. I don't want you to come in and try to do everything else other than what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And that's where we see it. We mm-hmm. see that's where those, and he did a great job his first week. Yeah. He's pretty much on his own. You know, I mean, he soaked it up. He learned so much. It's just, it's amazing to see. It's not necessarily the people sometimes. Sometimes it's the system. Right. You know? So it's really, I think that's a big thing that these smaller businesses have to, and we're small, right? We're still a micro business. That's right. But that's what we have to focus on. You know, even on the sales department. You know, once we create... We, we did it with one of the sales guys. Mm-hmm. Your minimum was X number of sales a month. And what did he do? He hit the minimum. He hit the minimum. Actually, sometimes he even fell below. Yeah. But see, we didn't set a higher standard. We didn't set rules around that guy. Right. And what did we get? We got the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. We bring on another guy. We eliminate all the things and excuses that he possibly could make. And he's going out and doing jobs. He's going out and doing estimates. He's signing people up for double, triple, quadruple the price of everybody else. And he's executing on such a higher level. We could say, yeah, it could be that person. But we also could say we didn't do it the same as the other guy. Oh, not even close. I mean, we made it pretty strict. You know, we still put it, hey, this is what you're doing. We're going to train you. Go figure it out. Go get it done. And he goes out, he figures it out, and he gets it done, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there is that that huge importance behind the structure of everything. I mean, what have you seen? That's the thing. It's like it doesn't matter the caliber of the person because somebody who's really 
you know, effective on the sales side or if they're effective on the tech side without that structure. And since I've gotten here, we've been implementing and creating and, you know, trial and error on these structures. But the point is, is we're focusing on them, you know, and the results show like, I mean, we'll touch into it, but we were working on in like an office phone system, creating that structure for the past week. Like, mm-hmm. you know, really dialing it in and making sure like everything flows, flows smoothly. The correct call goes to the right person. Um, you know, on the sales side, you know, we're doing things a lot more um, systematically, like with the meetings and the quotas and everything's transparent and all these things that we've built has just created a culture of, you know, people wanting to do better, you know, go above and beyond. Yeah. It's just been so much easier because we took the time and put those boundaries on. Yeah. Well, and that, and that is right. So, I mean, going on to the office side and anybody who's in the office, it's, it is setting up that structure. Mm -hmm. It's setting up those boundaries. So like a big hurdle that I've had to get over, uh, and we're still working on it, right? We're still creating a system is scheduling. Mm -hmm. I can go in and kill it. And I'll agree with this guy. I'm, will destroy scheduling. I'm mm-hmm. good at it. I, I'm really good at it. And I'm really confident in what I'm doing. You know, and I go in and I can see so such a simple mistake being made, you know, because river, river lines where bridges are, and you just have that person right on the outside mm-hmm. of that river. But the problem is you got to drive five miles up, cross a bridge five miles back down. It looks super close. It's not, mm-hmm. and it's just not being detailed oriented. It's not looking into that. But if there was a structure there that's created around it to understand and look for those things, you start to eliminate those small little problems and the small little things that come up, you know, sending a guy way out in the middle of nowhere just to drive all the way back. It can all be eliminated mm-hmm. so easily and so fast it's just having that structure. But where do you find the time and the balance? That's hard. You make it. And sometimes, you know, and I can I can actually be pretty confident about it, is sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's really hard. That's what I wanted to ask you, too, because, I mean, you have gotten this business to, you know, from where it was to where it is now, you know, what are some things that kind of opened you up to realize like how important the systems were um, instead of like focusing on the actual like services or, you know, technicians, not saying they're not important, but you know, what helped you kind of like figure that out? Was it just time? Was it, you know, just certain people like falling through the cracks or. Well, now you're going off of like creating different systems specifically or. Or is it just overall? Probably specifically. I mean, just from when I got into the office about a year ago now, coming up on a year for me. Yeah. You know, things were ran differently. It wasn't it wasn't bad, but it could have been a lot better. Yeah. And now it's a lot better. And it's like, have you always when you took, you know, this company over, have you always tried to implement things to make them run smoother? Or was that something that you had to learn the hard way? Both. Okay. So, yeah. So to, so to explain it is it, it was both, 
you came in. So I came in and it was, I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. I knew tech work. I knew nothing outside of that. Like you said, most owners probably. Most, Most, yeah. Yeah, most owners. So now, now the good thing for me, before I stepped into the that position, is I had a lot of experience on the back end, okay. and I knew a lot of people who owned businesses and went through a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't necessarily a hundred percent alone. And I'm not going to say I just you know I thought of something and it worked. You know, that's it's not how it worked. We did do trial and error. Mm-hmm. I was never scared to try something and see it fail. Um, and I was never scared to learn more. Yeah. So when I first took it over, I took it over and I wasn't actually allowed to touch the system. My secretary at the time didn't let me. Yeah. She didn't want me to. You told me. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't want me to get into the system. She didn't want me to touch anything. She didn't want me to screw anything up. Um, when she left, which was great. I mean, awesome that she left. I was, I was so happy about that. Uh, it was my time to actually dive in Mm -hmm. because for me is when I understand stuff more, then I can start making tweaks and I can change things. Sure. If I don't understand it, I don't want to tweak it. I don't want to change it because I don't know what that's going to do. The more I understand, well now if I change that, that's going to be the outcome. Mm -hmm. Now I can see it. Now it's starting to make sense in my head. That's how I work. It's how my brain functions. So if I don't understand something, it's like, Hey, it's just trial and error. Let's, let's ruin a ton of things, yeah. you know? So once I start to learn it, then it's like, okay, now I know like the system. I knew nothing about the phone system. Mm-hmm. And it was about a stupid ass yeah. week, dude. Oh my gosh, yeah. it sucked. But after that week, now I know it. Now I understand it. Now mm-hmm. we can create so much more with it. And now we can tweak it to make it so much better, you know, with all the options and the different things we have. So in the beginning, it was, let me learn that. I knew the tech side, so let me learn the office side. And the office side always kind of went to the side. It was always pushed second. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why it was, it was the office isn't necessarily making me money. Mm -hmm. And that's false. That's wrong. But most people are probably going to agree with me, and they're going to look at that same way and say, the office is not making me money. Yeah. Um, but it can, it can be such a great tool to make you money, but most people look at it as, well, the techs are the actual ones doing the work, which is bringing in the money. Yeah. And so everyone puts it, you know, the technicians on a pedestal usually, or it's going to be sales, then techs, then the office, Mm -hmm. usually in that order. Uh, if you don't have a sales team, then it's going to be techs, then office, Yeah. you know, cause it's just, you go and you focus, where's the money? Mm-hmm. The money's coming from a customer, but you need someone to go out and do the work. Yeah. If they do the work, then you get the money, then everything's running smoother. Mm-hmm. So I focused on the text and the text structure Yeah. so much. And so usually, so now it's, well, if we get a new guy, we lose a guy, whatever, that's easy. It's mm-hmm. super fast. We can get a truck turned around super quick, yep. new guy in it, ready to go. Training's fairly easy. You know, I can get someone up to speed really quick. Our system's easy to run, easy to use. Everything's fast on that side. And so usually the techs, we didn't have a ton of issues with the techs almost ever. Mm-hmm. Even if we were changing them out, we didn't have a big issue. We'd hear complaints. We'd have problems like that. But you never had, the work was getting done. Yeah. Um, 
But the problem is, is when you didn't put those boundaries around text and you kept putting them on such a high pedestal, which we did, uh, and nothing against you guys, nothing against the text. I'm a tech yeah. too. Um, but sometimes you have to understand you're not the most important piece in the puzzle. Mm-hmm. We all are. And exactly. It's all intertwined. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to put in their piece. Mm-hmm. Your piece is going out and doing the work. The office piece is getting that person scheduled. Another office piece is actually getting those people to sign up to get put on your day. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's so much there. So now the office side of things, it was trying to create that structure around it so it works smoothly. Yeah. But it came back down to what's the priority at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And the priority was cash flow. Yeah. Right? If I took, and this was the thing, I was running 20, 24 appointments daily, six days a week. Sunday came around. The last thing I was thinking about was I want to sit down and create a system. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I was, I was answering phone calls on Sundays, Trying to keep, trying to sell, trying to get people to buy, trying to keep the, th- you know, the thing going. Yeah. And then came Monday morning, 5 a.m. I'm waking up, I'm hitting the gym, I'm going to work. I'm not coming home till six or seven at night. Mm-hmm. You know, that was literally on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, I was putting in 10 to 12, 14 hours daily. Yeah. And then we moved offices. Once again, systems were all put back you know, it was, I don't care right now because we got to move. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a bigger priority there. We were in just the back little cubicle office of another office and another big company. We were nobodies. We had no space. We had nothing. So we moved. Well, then my priority was I got to get us moved in because who's going to move me? Yeah. Nobody. I didn't have the money to pay someone. So I was putting all the furniture together. I was doing all that stuff. You know, so any new owners get ready. Yeah. You know, I was literally dying. This was like before COVID. I think I had COVID then, and then I think I got it again later. Patient zero, dude. Well, no, I well I did go on a cruise actually, which is oh. the crazy story. Yeah, so dude. like that lady who went on a cruise and died. Yeah. you know, in California, I literally went on a cruise two months before her, and. I got sick. My dad was sick. There were so many people who were sick. And I mean, I was sick for a solid week. That's. I was so sick. I would literally, you, you saw the office. There was a little ground heater, right? AC and heater. I closed the door to the back. I cranked the heater on high because I was so cold because I had chills. Yeah. And I was literally building furniture as much as I could yeah. and taking phone calls at the same time and then like laying on the ground for five to 10 minutes just to build enough strength to God. keep on going to build more furniture yeah, and to keep answering phone calls. Yeah. But I remember I was like, I'm like, Oh, this sucks. And then the phone would ring. I'd be like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then once I hang up, I'm like, Oh my God. Every ounce wanna, of strength in your body. Oh, I'm like, I just want to die. You know? But I put on the face. But that's what it was. It was I kept putting other priorities in front of creating structures. Now we have so much time we can focus on the business and not necessarily in the business. And that's the huge thing. You know, that's really the important thing about it is 
is trying to cut and carve that time. Now, if you're just starting, dude, it's so easy. Yeah. You only have like two. I mean, I jumped in it and we already had almost two full routes. So the, the option of me not being in a vehicle wasn't even there. But someone who's just stepping into it, did you have all the time to create a system? Use that. Use it. I mean, as much as you need to be selling too, you know, use it. It, it needs to be there. Yeah. You need to create that structure. So for to answer, that was a long, long way to answer a, a very simple question. Yeah. But it's priorities that were that were important, maybe not as important as the systems mm-hmm. were pushed in front. And now that time has been alleviated, it's now we can focus more and more. Yeah. And like what this guy said is if you do get someone who's good, you have people that help you. You've helped with creating a system. You've helped with creating different things, right? And having somebody there to do that is huge too Mm -hmm. because you have time. If I don't have time, you have time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have time, I have time. Yeah. You know, or if I need to be in the office because we're trying to create a phone system, you can easily hop in a truck and go get jobs done. Yeah, it's true. You know, so we can, we're, we're essentially feeding off of each other and helping each other out, Mm -hmm. which is crucial. But if you have the time now, do it now. Don't do it later. It's a good point. It's a good point. And I think it's an ongoing thing too. Like it's, it's always something you're going to have to revisit. I don't know if you remember that when I was trying to map out how I can contribute when I was first starting. Uh I don't know if you remember that diagram that I made about like, yeah how like how to help scale the business right uh-huh. so there's three parts right and it's kind of go for anything so like one bubble is like sales and acquisition right yeah like how is your company getting new clients like you mm-hmm. said you i mean you touched on all these points which was great the second bubble is deliveries like delivering on your product mm-hmm. so in this industry it's technicians people going out there doing the actual work which when i got in i saw that as our strongest suit you know, mm-hmm. that delivery bubble. Mm-hmm. And the third is office. Yeah. There's like operations and shared services is kind of how they like put it together. So it's like that bubble is keeping the other two out of jail. Sales and acquisition is fueling the tech work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's all a revolving circle. Yeah. And it's like, it's always a constant need to check on each one to make sure that one's not lacking because one lacks, the other two is going to kind of start going under. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Well, and we, and we saw it here too. Yeah. You know, people, we would start to focus on, you know, and it, and it was, it, it does come down to people and positions and things like that. And, and money, cash flow, that helps so much. It really does. It, as much as a lot of gurus and motivational people <laughs> will say, you know, you're just not resourceful enough and things yeah. like that. money makes the world go around Mm -hmm. okay and actually thinking about it there there was a guy here who would always say money doesn't matter money doesn't matter money does bullshit money doesn't matter get out of here dude how do you eat freaking dinner at night yeah of course money matters what did you grow that in your backyard i doubt it yeah because i'm pretty sure i just saw doordash show up with Mm -hmm. it so uh money matters yeah money's important Money is what helps this industry grow at what's it's economics. It's how people thrive. And 
it, it has everything to do with the world. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't have to necessarily be the the focal point of everything you do, but money can make things so much easier if you're smart with it. There's a lot of dumb people out there and they start to make the money and what they do is they start to raise their salary and then they start spending more money. And then they're like, well, I can't do anything. They're like, too, that's expensive. And then, Duh. you know, and it's, well, because you want to make so much money. Mm-hmm. Suffer today so you can thrive tomorrow. Yeah. It's a really, really easy concept. Goes for so many things in here, too. It, it goes for everything. When I stepped in, that was the biggest fear I've talked about on the podcast and on other episodes. That was the biggest fear that my brother-in-law had with selling me the company. There's 40 grand in the bank account. And he thought I instantly was going to just take it and spend it. And I didn't tell him this, but I'm like, what are you, an idiot? Mm -hmm. You understand this is my livelihood. I have a kid on the way. Yeah. You know, like she's almost born. Like she's going to be born in a couple months. You think I'm going to go blow that money just because it's 40 grand? You're out of your mind. Why would I do that? I need this to work. I need this to function. This is what's going to provide for me and my family. Mm Mm-hmm. You're crazy if you think I'm going to go spend it and be stupid with this right yeah. now. Like, this is literally my baby before my baby came, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, no, dude, that's not even a possibility. But some people don't think of it that way. Some people don't understand, you know, like, and I've told people actually, and I, I told one of my buddies, he came out, he was going to come out here and work. This is before I think you came on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, when was the last time you got a pay raise? And I said, I didn't, I did. I never had had one since I took it over. And he's like, what? I'm like, I actually lowered my pay when I, when I took it over. Mm-hmm. I actually took a pay cut yeah. than a pay raise. And I haven't taken one since then, you know, and I was telling him this and his mind was just blown. And it was, dude, the point of the business is to grow it to the point of freedom. Mm-hmm. It's not to grow it so I can make all this money now. I'm looking at the freedom and everything later on. Absolutely. You know, it, and it's and it's so it hurts so many people. They don't understand that. But if you create that system now, and you're creating these things little by little that starts to shape where the business goes and how it's run. Exactly. And I, and I think we've had a lot of good success and we've done that because there has been money there that's not getting touched. Mm-hmm. It's not my money. I don't look at it as my money. Yeah. You know, it's not mine. It's the businesses. Mm-hmm. And that business now can use it and I help guide it. For sure. You know, but it's, we're going to put it here to help fuel the growth. We're going to put 10 grand there to have mailers go out and create something more. Could I take that 10 grand? Absolutely. I can make that decision. Yeah. But why? It doesn't make any sense. Not at all. So I can just prolong what I want. This is, that's just dumb. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make any sense, but it's those systems. Are you creating that early on? Mm -hmm. You know, when it came to money, when it came to the text, those were easy. Those were easier decisions, right? The money one was, well, I'm scared shitless if that even gets down close to zero. 
because how am I going to pay anybody? Yeah. So it's never going to dip down. <laughs> you know, it never gets very low unless I'm paying a ton of stuff off, which then it just bounces right back. You know, if it's debts or whatever it is. But, and then when it came to techs, it was, well, I'm working in it. I am a tech. Yeah. That's easy. Office came along. You came along. People came along. More resources came along. We purchased another company that helped everything. Just more money got pushed in, which then created more freedom for people to actually focus on a system and create a system. Yeah. It's so true. You know, so money does help a ton mm-hmm. because then you can pay someone to be in there. Yeah. You know, and then you can pay someone to go out and do the work that you were normally doing mm-hmm. to alleviate you to actually work on the business, not inside the business. Yeah. I want to talk about something you brought up too. I think it's so important and I'm glad that we both feel that way about the growth and the sacrifice now for the potential freedom later. You know, we just hired an inside sales guy. Mm-hmm. And we were very upfront with how he's going to make money, his quota, his commission. And there's a real potential for him to make more than both of us. And Mm -hmm. that would be awesome. Yeah. Because that means he'd be selling so much. His commission would blow his salary way over, you know, what we're making. Yeah. And in my opinion, like, dude, that'd be incredible. He's Mm -hmm. like selling all these accounts, going after all these new homeowners. And it's like, Dude, that is worth it. You know, it's like, it's, I think it would be detrimental if, you know, somebody in our position or our levels here were to say like, oh, no matter what, you can't make more than this because I make this. It's just like, dude, slap in the face. It's just like, Mm -hmm. you're literally putting those limits on yourself to grow. Yeah. Well, it's, and and I learned that, you know, and luckily I had my dad, you know, he was there, you know, he was talk about his salesman. And he, you know, he was up about it. He was upfront about it. Like, I don't care if they make more than me. And I'm like, what? Like, you don't? You know, mm-hmm. I'm younger. I didn't understand yeah. the concept. Yeah. And he's like, no, because if they go out and sell a hundred million dollars worth of equipment or whatever it is, and they make a million or ten million dollars that year, why would I care? Yeah. The company just did a hundred million more than it did before. Mm-hmm. Who cares how much that guy's making? Because at the end of the day, you know, the company's thriving, the freedom's there, the systems are in place. And people don't understand that is it, you know, time equals money, right? Mm-hmm. That's if you're trading time for money. If you create a system where you don't have to be there, you just created, you get money and you get time. Yeah, go think about that. Yeah. Yeah, how, how how does that even compute in a lot of people's heads? I don't have to trade time for money? No, not anymore. Mhm. Doesn't it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing is is if you sacrifice that now, you can get to the point where it is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we don't care that he could make more. Because at the end of the day, it is going to make you more money. Yeah. It is going to make me more money everyone's going to be happy Mm -hmm. because everything grows. Everything gets better. Everything gets easier. Yeah. We create more freedom and more time. We get to be able to spend more time in what we actually love doing, you know, because I think the best part with the position we're in is 
when you actually get that choice of I I'm choosing I don't have to I'm choosing to go in today and I'm choosing to work mm-hmm. and I'm choosing to work on this I don't have to yeah I'm choosing to that is where you made it mm-hmm. that is the point in life where it's we're good like this is good yeah like I, I don't have to I'm choosing to yeah. I want to I like it you know I think that's the point where you see it and most people don't understand that mm-hmm. but it's it's not that you have to get up and go to work it's you want to and you're choosing to yeah I think that's the cool part but going back to your point of someone making more there's been people in the past it's well, you're making this much. I'm almost making as much as you. You're not going to pay me more anyway, so I'm going to leave. Well, who said that? Why would I care? Why did you put that in your head? I don't care if you make more. Yeah. Well, why? how would that affect me in any way? If I don't have to show up at all for months on end, why would I care if you're making more than me? Mm-hmm. I don't. You're doing all the work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I don't have to think about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me four thousand dollars a month, and I can just sit at home all day long and do nothing. I can choose what I want to do all day long, dude. Yeah, you can make a hundred, two hundred thousand, three. I don't care. You have to go to work. I don't. Yeah, I'll take four thousand a month. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'll be okay with that. Because now I can create something more that would make me more money eventually, right? Seriously, yeah. So I, I that's, yeah. So I, I see it in a, in a lot, but that's what people, I think that's where, you know, people can't comprehend and understand is when you have that freedom to say, I want to, I choose to, instead of I have to. Mm-hmm. But creating those systems allows you to get to that point. Yeah. Because then you're, you're allowed to copy and paste. You can copy and paste. You can start a new branch and it's very easy. Cause that's another thing that kills so many people as when they start to grow, it's, I need a new office. Well, you need a new office, but you have no idea how to create a new office. Mm-hmm. You can't copy and paste an office staff over there because you don't even know what they do or how they're doing it or anything. True. You know, can you copy and paste right now? The answer is no. You got to go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. and you got to create that. Like there is no copy and paste right now for scheduling a hundred percent. You know, those are a flaw. That's a flaw. That's a flaw here. But it's going to get worked on. Yeah. And it's getting corrected. You know, so. So it is it is interesting, you know, but on on your side of things for you, because we come from two different and this will be an uncomfortable conversation before we have to close. Try me. No, no, no. Because I, I, it, it, it really is because I've always been the person. I've always worked for somebody until I owned. A business, you know, so I've always looked at, you know, other people, other owners, but I've never really, I've never looked at what I do is, it, it, I looked at it as always our gain is I'm helping them out. They're helping me out, you know? So for your situation, you don't own the company. So what keeps you thriving? What keeps you driven? I have to, Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the position is this can't go down and I won't let it. Because yeah. I, I, you know, I lose everything. Yeah. You know, now I can still go work for someone. I could go get a job. That would be really easy. Sure. You know, just like you could. 
Anybody can. I was going to say, so could I. Uh huh. But what keeps you going? What keeps you thriving in that position? What keeps what? Because your guy said, "Hey, I can't find people." So what is what's working for you here? What is making it so you're staying? What is allowing that to be a possibility? Easiest put, it feels like I'm like a majority shareholder here. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it feels like the experiences that I've had in the past and what I've been doing since I've been here and the work put in is equal to the opportunities that open. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's very apparent and like it sounds so straightforward, but when I actually really put my head down and think and contribute on how my skills can help grow the business and, you know, it's more specific on the sales side of things, but also, you know, the personnel side of things too, mm-hmm. like creating a cohesive team is one of like one of my strengths, you know, in the past and things like that. And it really feels like I've been here for like five, 10 years, uh, you know, I, I've only been here like 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It does. It feels like it's been years, you know? And that's the coolest thing is like, I'm literally watching in front of my eyes the growth and the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, aside from the business itself, I mean, the podcast too. I mean, you can just, there's so many different aspects that keeps me engaged. And, you know, we just hired a new sales guy and it's like, I am, I was excited to just like pull myself back into the office for like two, three weeks to get this guy trained mm-hmm. to the best possibility because that's going to create even more freedom for me to go out there and sell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you said, I do have like a great position, you know, in terms of like having you trust me to create my day and, you know, navigate certain things to the best of my ability. You've mm-hmm. always been there to coach and help guide when I ask questions. But, you know, for the most part, it's like, you're almost treating like the sales entity as its own business, Mm -hmm. which is so cool to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's so cut and dry. It's like, Oh, how should we do it? Yeah. How should we bid it out? Yeah. We're going to these whole new different things with like bird work and, you know, like sheet metal. And it's just like so cool that it's always something new and it's always something engaging that we can get into. Yeah. Okay. No. And I think that's good. And that's why I wanted to know, you know, because I think for these guys who are hiring someone, it's how are you developing that? How are you finding that? How are you keeping people around or how are you keeping good people around? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's always the hardest thing for a lot of these people. It's how are you making them feel? Mm-hmm. You know, are they feeling engaged? Are those opportunities there? You know, because I look at it with me where I started and then where I got to and where we're going is I want that same opportunity for other people. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, long-term, you know, could you be here for 40 years? You know, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to create. Is that for somebody is, is the long-term growth, the long term, you know, being here for over years and years and years, not for five, 10 years. Yeah. You know, cause at the end of the day and it's, it's bad for you and it's bad for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have personal examples uh, of so many people I know who jump and jump and jump and jump and jump, but there's no growth. They're just changing the situation and changing the environment, but they're not growing. Yeah. 
There is no more potential there. It's not like they're going to get any better because as they keep moving, they're getting older. Mm -hmm. You're losing time. So you press the reset button after five years to go somewhere else. Unless the opportunity is phenomenal, you just press the reset button. And now you have to start all over again and build that back up to what it is. And then by then you're going to just leave again and go somewhere else because it's a better opportunity or whatever it may be. Right. But I see that where it's the longevity always, always is better Mm -hmm. than that short term little bit here, a little bit there movement, there movement here. It's where you stick and stay and actually work through it. You see so much more. Yeah. You know, it sucks sometimes, but you see so much more at the end of the day. You know, I've, I've just, it, there's too many examples to say anything, you know, to say otherwise. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. There, exactly. A great one is actually the UPS story. What's that? The guy worked at UPS. Did you ever hear this one? Maybe. He retired from UPS? Say it. Okay. So this is a good one. This dude worked for UPS at the time. I think they were only paying like 15000 a a year or something like that. Ouch. Yeah. Well, I mean, times were different, right? So, I mean, you were getting little stuff. Um, but, and I mean, everything was a lot cheaper. Gas was like 10 cents a gallon, right? Yeah. Not five. Right. You know, so it was different. But um, his buddy came to him and said, hey, look, it, you need to put half of it into stocks. You need, to, you need to just take half of your money and put it directly into essentially stocks and things like that. And he's like, dude, how am I going to live? And the guy told him, well, if the government taxed you 50% tomorrow, what would you do? And he's like, well, I guess I'd figure it out. He said, well, figure it out. You need to do this. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So he took half of his paycheck for, you know, essentially, and he put in and he actually purchased UPS stocks because you were able to buy it at a discounted rate. So he bought UPS stocks for his entire career. While he was at UPS. Okay. This is the best part. For 40 years, 50 years, whatever. I don't know the exact number, how long he worked there. By the time he retired, UPS grew so much. Not an owner. He was not an owner. Okay. I want everybody to know this. He was not an owner. I think he was just a driver for 40 years, 50 years. A beast. Okay. When he retired, he had over $60 million in his retirement fund. Yeah. $60 million. Dude, that's, in, that's insane. Yeah, for a, like an entry-level position. Well, you get what I mean. We're talking over a million dollars a year he was making, mm-hmm. if you want to break it down to his work career, mm-hmm. by the time he retired. Isn't that nuts? Just goes to show you though. And 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 then at the end, you know, his whole goal was to actually have his last check bounce before he died. Oh, um, wow. and he wanted to give it away. He actually wanted to give away all the sixty million and he did. Because wow. his very last check bounced and then he died. Good for him. Yeah. So he actually uh yeah, he gotta complete his goal. Stuck to his word. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. Even though he retired and he had sixty million. So it's just amazing to see, you know, the importance of sticking around. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing, even more amazing to see that opportunity that was given to him. 
because I'm sure the CEO, I'm sure he made more than some of those CEOs that came and went out of UPS, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is actually pretty funny because it's like you see such a high level position and this dude probably retired with more money than those guys did. Oh, easily. You know, just because of the discipline and what he created in his life, Uh, you know, but getting to it is, is as a business owner, you know, for these guys starting and starting to hire, what is some advice that you would give to them to hire? What would you say, hey, this is something that I personally was looking for, or this is what I think? Uh, You mentioned it the other day. I mean, this comes a little bit after the hiring process, but hire slow, fire fast. Okay. Um, Fire very fast. Yeah. And (laughs) at the end of the day, it's like you're trying to grow. You know, and this should go without saying, but I'd be like, I have five, two candidates. Candidate A has like six months of sales experience, um, but he's committed, he's dedicated, he's coachable. Um, you know, he's interested in the business, you know, and we have a guy who has five years sales experience, but he's bounced around a few years and he even knows the systems, operations, and, you know, he has that mindset of I can do everything better. Mm-hmm. It might seem like a good, easy solution to grab the experience guy, but what you're missing out on is that potential freedom down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have, you know, the new guy we just brought in, the sales guy, he's fresh to the industry. I mean, yeah. he's had sales experience, but he's like completely clueless. Mm-hmm. And it's been wonderful because he hasn't been tainted and he hasn't doesn't have this idea on how it should be. Yep. He's on board. He's like, tell me exactly what you guys expect from me. Oh, yeah. And he does it. Yeah. Versus somebody, let's say we got somebody from like Orkin or, or Terminex or something who had pest control sales experience. Yeah, they might know certain tips and tricks that they learned, learned along the way, but it doesn't equate to like the better option. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think about, I'll answer your question, think a little bit more long term. Don't look at things from face value. Yeah. You know, I think going with your gut, as cliche as it is, it's really important to listen to your gut mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to do a quick fix on something you're frustrated with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, we've kind of been, uh, uh, you know, a little bit all over the board. This is more business talk than yeah. structure talk. <laughs> That's true. This is a systems episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not anymore. It's going to be a business episode. But, uh, you know, I think that's what it is. I think it's, you, you come down and when you're creating those systems and you're creating the structure, there's so much power behind it. And I know people say corporate and corporate has such a bad name tied to it and having a corporate structure, but there's reasons why big corporations thrive yeah. and stick around for decades, longer than us, hundreds of years or more. Well, that's the thing is, you either have to create something so new and so different to take down a giant or you're going to have to create these systems and hopefully just thrive long enough to see them go. Mm-hmm. And then you'll take them over that way. Right. But there's those system. There's something so important there. If, if it was, if it was a bunch of bullshit, they wouldn't do it. If it wasn't really working, if it wasn't real, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. So there's got to be something there behind it, why they do it, why they structure everything so orderly, Mm -hmm. you know, 
why McDonald's tastes the same in different countries. Why? You know, there's got to be that importance there. And it works. And they thrive because of it. Yeah. You know, so everyone out there, even on the hiring process, when it comes to systems, when it comes to answering phones, is everyone answering the phone the same way? Are they handling the customer situations the same way? Um, You may get some people better than others, but do you have that system created so it can bridge that gap? If you are super good at customer service, can you dim that down a little bit so it matches everybody else's level? Yeah. You know, in a sense. Is, do you have one tech that's just phenomenal, but can you streamline that system that even though that tech is so good at what he does, you could get another tech that can do comparable work because of the system you created? Is that there? And as you're learning, the cool thing is, and a mistake I made, if you're a new business owner, you know everything about your business. Mm-hmm. You're creating a new position. You're creating that system. Write it down. Create it. Have it set in stone by the time that person's in that position or create it with them so that they have it ready for the next person. You know, for the next office person we hire, yeah. we're going to be ready for that person. We're ready to get the phone set up. We're ready to have everything go so it's just quick. It's a turnaround. You know, but it's having those systems early on. So later down the road, it's so much easier just to keep going and scaling and growing and growing and growing because you already have it. That's true. And I don't want people to get confused with like, you know, systems don't necessarily mean something new. It could mean doing what you're doing just a lot better. You know, some people might associate it with like, oh, I don't like how scheduling works. I need to go out and get a new software thing. or I need to go out and hire a bunch of people. And it's like, Take a look in the mirror and see where you can be better at with mm-hmm. what you have now. Be resourceful. You know, a lot of new business owners run into that, you know, that cash flow issue. And it's like, you don't have to scratch everything and completely go crazy. It's like, just take a look at what you're doing now. How mm-hmm. could it be better? And if so, make those changes and stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that's what it is. I think it is taking little by little and changing and manipulating it just little by little. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases you do want to destroy everything and start fresh yeah. if it sucks. Right. True. Very true. We, we did it with the phone system. Yeah. We destroyed it. We started fresh. We redid everything. It took us a couple days, but it, it works now and it works so much better and it's going to be so streamlined. Summer is going to be so awesome. I know it's going to be phenomenal on how it's going to work and it's going to work so much better than it did the previous year. I think we're going to see everything skyrocket. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's just taking that leap and just diving into it and getting it done, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so anyway, that's, that's it. We've, we've taken too much time. We got to cut it, but, uh, <laughs> but thanks for listening. Um, Aaron, you want to take it from here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you touched on some of the stuff in the beginning, but obviously if you enjoy listening to this podcast, we're throwing a ton of new stuff out with the website, um, social media, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, we're launching a new YouTube channel coming up soon. So please like share this podcast. Um, you know, we're pretty active on Instagram. Make sure you send in your questions, whether it's through the website or through any of those platforms. Um, but thanks again for listening to the DNA. Podcast.